0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW news, previews, and reviews. And uh, we've got something a little different today, uh, at least to start with. We are going to be talking uh, talking about the hashtag speaking out movement uh, that really just kind of cropped up on Twitter over the last 24 hours. Um, And uh, we feel it's important to talk about, even if there weren't AEW people implicated in it. It's uh, it's. It's been it's dominated the conversation in pro wrestling uh, the last day, so we are gonna uh, spend a lot of time on that. And uh, Megan is gonna uh, lead our conversation there. She's been doing a lot of reading and research today, and uh, we're very excited to uh, to have a to have a very frank discussion about all this horrible horrible bullshit. Um, before that, let us let us begin because this is. A conversation that warrants some some heavy drinking, the elite beat pop of the week.
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, we do not have hard liquor in the house. So the hardest thing I have in the house is red wine. So yeah. that's what we're going with.
0: I mean, that's like what, like 13, 14%. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Probably 14 Yeah. Yeah. 14%. So we're opening a bottle of Castello Rematorio, a blend of Syrah and Petit Verdot, and it is an Italian wine.
0: Not bad.
2: I thought that sounded good.
1: Megan, what do you have down
2: in Old Old uh, Cincinnati, old Cincinnati, old Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> I have got a bottle that I've never had before. It came in my Wink Wine Club shipment this month, and it is, it is a Paso Robles, Valdig. It's Valdig, Gay maybe Valdigue. Uh, it's V A L D I G U I E with an accent. So, I don't know. Okay. It, where is it from? Um, mm-hmm. Santa Maria, California.
0: Uh, the Valdique is a, uh, is a red wine grape grown primarily in the Languedoc roussillon region of southern France.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, in California, it is commonly known as the Napa Gamay.
2: Oh. I honestly don't know what any of those grapes are.
0: Me neither. <laughs>
1: Me either. But you know who's in Napa right now? Brandy and Cody Rhodes.
2: Oh, oh lucky. Shout so jealous them, of her shout,
0: pictures. Shout them a holler. Uh,
2: okay, so this one is, I've never, again, never had it before, but I don't know. I just thought it seemed on point tonight. It's called The Bluffer. <laughs>
0: uh, what percentage is it? Out of curiosity.
2: Thirteen and a half.
0: Okay, that's interesting because uh, the Wikipedia page says that it produces dark-colored wines that are low in alcohol, but that's, uh, that's you know.
2: No, that's lower for a wine.
0: Thirteen and a half mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Aren't they closer to 15 usually? Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Well, let's see if this makes a cool popping sound, um, and I'll try to do the, the flick and the wrist trick. Nice. Hey. Okay, good. Good, good, good.
0: Well, cheers, all. Hold
1: on one sec. I've, I've already spilled red wine on the table. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right, cheers.
2: <laughs> cheers to a hard discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Megan, do you want to take it away?
2: Um, what? sure. Let's just dive right in. This all started, I believe, yesterday. At least the Expose Wrestling Twitter account did. Um, its first tweet was made on June 18th, which as of this recording was yesterday. And they open with exposing all the abusers in the industry. We've had enough. Ladies, gents, fans, workers, promoters speak up, be heard. So this is the vibe. Uh, and I I believe that this was started specifically in response to the allegations made against David Starr. Um
0: Yeah, that kind of seemed to open the floodgates.
2: Yes, and he was accused of basically just sexually assaulting his partner and multiple girls who had dated him at various times kind of all had the same experience, so there were multiple accusations of that. Um, But what started with him just like snowballed into first mainly UK people getting called out, and then um, widening back to the United States as well. Uh, NXT UK got they got a lot of a lot of stuff thrown their way, but twenty one percent of their male roster
1: was accused.
2: Twenty
1: one percent.
2: It is true. And before we jump into everything, I just want to make it clear. I, I think me and Jenny have said it before, but we go in with the victim in mind, and I believe both of us generally lean towards believing them until proven elsewise, which in the United States, I know you're innocent until proven guilty, but in these situations, it doesn't really always land that way. So, Andy, what are your feelings before we start on taking that stance um, because I've read a lot of comments today on the Internet and they are they are bad and mean um, But I can understand how maybe not all men, but some men are Hashtag mad not
0: all
2: men. Yeah, that's coming back guys um, How that white men speak out? Oh god, even worse. Do we need to like even slice it further? But yeah Like uh, what what are your thoughts on this just overall before we get into some specifics?
0: Oh boy. Um, I've been actually thinking a lot about this today and grappling with it. Um, I think my, my, it's, it's not that like, I'm, I'm not struggling with fandom because I know for a lot of people it's like, Oh, I don't want to believe this about this guy because I like this guy, but like some of the some of the allegations, like like the Tyler Bate one, I know we're going to get into specifics, but it's, it's it seems to me like like okay, you had a bad interaction with a wrestler at a hotel, and then it was over, and I, I so I don't and, I, and I'm not blaming her for for coming out with her story, but I don't like putting all of these things in the same bucket.
1: I I think there are varying degrees of, of these accusations and, and I would agree that not all of them deserve to be under the same umbrella especially that Tyler Bate one that I read It.
0: I should answer Megan's question though which I just realized I completely failed to do uh, I
1: thought you were just doing a politician's answer so <laughs> when you paused for a really long time I thought okay I'll just continue <laughs>
0: Well, no, I didn't realize I hadn't answered it until you started talking. Um, no, so, uh, but I, I think I, I ultimately where I landed though was I have no reason to disbelieve any of these allegations. So I, I, I am choosing to come at it from that side of where I like. Okay, I believe what you're saying, and if evidence comes out to the contrary, we can we can settle up then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I I think. Megan, I'm coming at this from the same point of view as you of, like, initially believing the victim until proven otherwise. And that's primarily because there is such a strong history of sexual assault in this country going unreported. The victims, you know, there's no incentive for them to speak their truth and not their truth, but their story And vocalize that because um, immediately it's always a he said, she said situation. And typically the victim is the one who's initially blamed. So I feel like with these types of specific situations that I read the allegation, if it feels like it makes sense, like I will believe the victim until something would potentially come out that would be untruthful about it. But in most cases, um, the victim is normally telling the truth. Like I think there's a really small percentage of like false al- allegations that end up coming out of these like sexual assault allegations.
2: Yes, and I was exposed to a couple people just repeating all three of them. <laughs> all three of the most recent um, ones, I, one of them was like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, which, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Um, I think somebody brought up Chris Hardwick, which I don't know the details on how that all played out. I remember when those allegations came up. Uh, and then there was like one other, and my brain is blocking it out because I just. I'm sorry. Yes. And you're right. Okay. But, and those, but those I... are three, you know? Like, I would say that the Aziz Ansari and
1: some of the other ones that I read in here have more of a a bad date feel to them than like a sexual assault allegation, and that's where I think we, when we have these discussions, it they have to be kind of put in in context of the varying degrees of allegations.
2: Yeah, and I will say, I don't think Aziz Ansari is necessarily innocent of what happened. It it right. was like, he may not have gone in there intending to have, like, a weird sexual experience, but the woman said no and and didn't, she was not giving, like, enthusiastic consent. And so in that way, he, someone who speaks out about feminism and all that stuff, sure didn't listen and act right. So in that way... I don't know that he technically committed a crime, or it was determined he did. But I do think he well, was asked. Well, she
0: said no. Then he did commit a crime.
2: Did she say no? Though I, I, it's been a long time
1: since I've read that. Yeah, I don't want to... I, I thought I, she. I thought she had I thought asked she him, him to stop. Said,
2: oh, did she? Okay, then. No. I don't. I don't know. It, the thing was that went on like a really long time, like because it kept getting weird, and then you know pulling back and then getting, I don't know. So that, that one, this illustrates the, the gray area of like, like Andy said, with the Tyler Bate thing, which we'll get into there, there are fully layers and, and different degrees of this stuff. I think the point I hope people take away from this isn't that, oh, women are oversensitive and any little thing a guy does is, has the potential to be misinterpreted or like, oh, how am I supposed to try and date? I can't even talk to women. Because the point isn't that every weird thing you do that makes somebody uncomfortable is necessarily assault, but you should be conscientious of if you're making somebody feel weird, even if yeah. it's, you know, like, not a romantic interaction. You should be able, um, neurotypical stuff aside, to be able to make a decision about how what you're doing is making somebody, like, You should be able to see the reaction. And if somebody is pulling back, even if you're not sure, err on the side of caution and don't keep pushing their boundaries. So that's, there are degrees. If you make somebody uncomfortable, like you invite them to your hotel room and they're like, no man, that's weird. And then you just move on. I think that's an okay interaction. You tried, it didn't go well. You accept a no and then you leave. And everybody walks away. That to me is not in the same bucket as all of these other things, for sure.
1: I agree. I agree with that.
2: So there are uh, different levels. And there were so many people that were named in this. I want to say they were up to about 70 at the point the account seemed to disappear. And a lot of them are people, Andy, you probably actually know who they are um jenny and i i think would probably be limited on who we can speak to as far as like nxt people and the very small amount of aew people that are involved um but i thought we could focus on the specifics of the people we knew i did just want to say that as part of it being heavily in the uk uh, a lot of stuff revolved around hitting on very young girls In the UK, the age of consent, uh, it sounds like in most places is 16. Here in America, it's 18. Although I did learn that in some states, it's lower. Which is (laughs) so I. Megan, I looked
1: this up because um, I watch a lot of UK shows and I've heard like several mentions over many years of like, oh, 16 as the legal age. So there's actually two ages for consent in the UK. Um, The first is at 16 and it's limited by relationship. So the younger partner um, who's 16 is deemed able to consent to having sex with an older person as long as the latter is not in the position of trust or authority or is not recognized to be abusing the inexperience of the younger one. So I think in, in most cases, we could still apply the sixteen-year-old consent for mm-hmm. the for the UK, except I read a lot of stories that were about trainees, and I think that by yeah. definition of the this relationship, they would still be underage and unable to consent at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these were based around trainees. Um, some of them were fans who were younger. Some of them as young as, like, 12 and 13, which is really fucked up. Um, There were some physical assaults, a lot of mental abuse going on, where even if somebody wasn't, like, physically attacked or, you know, rape or that sort of thing, uh, it sounds like a lot of very manipulative, controlling men are in the wrestling industry, and they take advantage of their Partners, there was both men and women who reported. So uh, just to be clear, it's not just a man-on-woman problem. <laughs> um, I think the, the Exposed Wrestling had a couple tweets just to show the depth and breadth of this. Um, they said, the people coming forward are men and women, trans, etc. This is a serious issue affecting all genders. And not everything is rape. Not everything is physical assault. Any creepy massage... From wrestlers or promoters to a fan or trainee to anyone is not acceptable. Please understand the spectrum of inappropriate behavior and abuse. Yeah,
1: I really like, I feel like after reading these, like it really kind of comes down to like, there's this whole category of accusations that are related to sexual, physical, or emotional abuse, which are just horrifying and then the rest really kind of fall into just this overarching wrestling culture of misogyny and treatment of um, not just women, but people who are at a lower level from like a, the ranking of, of where they are in their, um, in their careers as well. Yeah. A lot of people with some power or some popularity – Or in a position of being a trainer, trying to take advantage of young women or or young people that are trying to make it in the industry.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people just full on saying, like, if you don't do this with me, I'm going to make sure you don't go anywhere. It's like not even implied in some cases. They full on just tell them they're going to ruin their career or halt their career. And that's just so charming so
1: charming well and I think this really Megan like I kind of thought about it after reading all of these and I know that you and I have talked a lot when we see things on Dynamite or in a pay-per-view where it's it feels like it's back to that attitude era of treating women as though they are lesser or just sex objects um or just misogyny being shown or even some comments that are made by announcers and you know we complain about it but it really and and i i think i talk a lot about how like you don't want to put that out into the universe for fans to see it or young impressionable fans to see that that's okay to treat women but i think it really after reading this i think the other thing that they really need to worry about by portraying people like this is there is clearly an issue within the wrestling culture of misogyny and just treating women as though they're inferior and putting even subtle things or short comments or, or little, little tiny skits with women in vulnerable or inferior positions, just, goes to kind of confirm that that's okay from a wrestling culture. And I think AEW really needs to be conscious of that and, and get away from that. So like some of the comments that Jim Ross makes offhandedly, I know he's gotten better, but he still has made quite a few uh, comments. The um, Jake, the snake, you know, on top of Brandy gyrating, um, the dust and kissing of Jake Hager's wife, like, like things like that. They need to really take a hard look at what they've been doing. And while it might seem innocent or just, oh, it's not a big deal because it's just a one-off thing and it's just telling a story or whatever, like they are feeding into this terrible misogyny wrestling culture and they need to they need to stop it.
2: Yeah, that actually did come up in a couple of tweets that were not about, like, assaults. Um, One person specifically said, you know, when are we going to talk about the boys in the back slut shaming the women? Because uh, when you, when guys basically do this stuff, they say boys will be boys. But if a girl, like, not in an assault way, sleeps with more than one person ever, it's like, she's a slut. So... That's an attitude that is apparently in in the locker rooms, which totally is not a surprise to me. But that should stop. And then somebody else specifically brought up, while we're at it, can we stop calling every female wrestler fan, wrestling fan, a ring rat? Yes, the MJF stuff. Yes, yes. Which I I get. Like I'm having more trouble with that now. I mean, I get it's his character, but it really is just by doing the character, he's highlighting the worst aspects of people in the wrestling culture, I guess. Um, And and by doing the character, he's making
1: it funny, and making it seem like it's okay to say that as a comical thing, but it's just feeding, it's still feeding into that culture of misogyny.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, so I, I think that highlights well, too, how this isn't this isn't just a bunch of one-offs, you know? All, all the the angry commenters about, you know, well, what about the guy? Don't ruin his life. It's like, this is, these are not isolated incidents. This is a systematic problem that occurs because people can get away with this. Um, there are lots of comments about how some of these people... just It's like an industry secret, like a well-known secret, where you've got some... Other guys warning people, oh, just stay away from that guy. But nothing changes. Like, nothing is done about that guy. It's just like, oh, yeah, he sucks, but we just let him be around, you know? Right. So I don't – that's another reason why I tend to take the women's – or the victim, the victim's side in these because the system is set up for them to fail. By coming forward, by deciding to fight this, they are putting themselves at further risk, both career, sometimes, like – you know, physically, because this is a physical sport, um, you can get receipts for these sort of things in the worst way. Uh, But if you go to the trouble of doing that, I have to believe that what you're saying is true because there's so many opportunities for you to lose on this stuff. So. Um, Actually, Piper Niven had a tweet. She said that years ago, her and Jayla Dark had a code where if a female wrestler felt uncomfortable they would say watermelon and another female or male wrestler in the group who knew that code could then come in and whisk them away from whoever they were uncomfortable around which is a good system but sad that it actually has to be in place (laughs) you know Uh, and, and reading through some of these too like I worked in tech I still I guess technically do but I'm a freelancer but This is all very similar. Like, the stories, the things that are happening, the circling of the wagons when somebody gets called out that other people really like and think is a great guy. Like, this is not, these are not isolated or specific to this industry. It is, this is what happens in the system. So, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to read, and it's hard to see people that you like turning out to be maybe potentially very bad.
1: I, I, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really, it just makes me really sad, to be honest. It makes me feel, feel like my initial instinct of when I first met Andy and he was watching wrestling and I saw, like, women wrestling on the screen. And I just looked over at him and I thought, I'm probably never going to see him again. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really, like, if this is how, you know. And obviously I got to know Andy more. And that's obviously not what, you know, has anything to say about him or or, or why I love him. But I my initial feeling about wrestling was... These are are people that don't respect women, and I know that that's not fair, and that's not across the board how everything um, is within the wrestling industry, Um, and then, you know, I I started a few years ago once, like, all those NXT women, like, started to go up on the main roster, and they had the big, the big, the women's push, I You know, I I saw that they were showcasing the talent and things like that. But then you still see all, like, the boob jobs and and the forced – not for pressure, I would think. Pressure Mm -hmm. for some of that – To look a certain way. Yeah, to look a certain way. And that just makes me so sad. And then in AEW, you know, they don't – they didn't have a strong women's roster starting out. But I really – I really respected Brandy and I, you know, I, I thought she could do some good there, but then I started seeing some things on pay-per-views or some comments being made that I didn't agree with. And so it's always just, every time I see something like that, it's always kind of made me be like, well, your first reaction to this whole sport was correct. And like, it makes me feel sad that I've I enjoy watching it sometimes and it makes me not want to watch it and I would really like for at least AEW to maybe lead the charge on changing the culture within and making it more women-friendly so that I don't have to feel sad watching this and doing a podcast on it
2: yeah we definitely don't want you to to feel sad about podcasting <laughs> uh-huh. and maybe like, that's they, an largely reaction. we enjoy it right
1: <laughs> I do and I, I love talking with you guys about it but it just I, I, it's like a trigger every time something and all the previous times it's been small things so it's just it's just a trigger of like well your initial instinct was correct but now something like something huge like this comes out and it's like no, like this is how it really is and I hope that they can change. Cause I don't want women to be treated like this. And I don't want people to be rewarded who treat women like this.
0: I um I think the last twenty four hours are a sign that we've made progress in this area and it's really bad that this has been going on for years and years and years, but just, just as I think, uh, yeah, God, I don't even know if I should make this comparison, but just as I think that ultimately George Floyd's death and the reaction to that will make strides in improving race relations in this country. I think this will improve conditions for women wrestlers, especially at a low level.
2: Uh, Yeah. As another white person, I mean, if you're in trouble, I'm in trouble on this one, but I would agree because not to take anything away from George Floyd's death, but that was like the final straw. It wasn't just, that's one thing that suddenly everybody's mad about. It's just, They call it death by a thousand cuts. Things build up so much, so much. Just small things, you know, and obviously racial tension. And it's much more large things. But in cases like this, it's not just one thing. It's all of these things together. And it is so hard when you talk to like, when something like this happens to you and then you talk to somebody else and all their answer is, is like, yeah, been there, you know, it's like. How many people have to suffer before something changes? When this is all reading through these things, everyone I've seen is horrified, and it's like, oh, that's so bad. But, but this is just happening. You know, this is just part of the the business. And if it's really so bad, why is nobody stepping up? And it's because you are going to face some serious consequences. So I think this is gaining traction, much like much like uh, some of the the racial. Um, inequity changes we need to make. Um, I think this is picking up because so many people finally were like, okay, we've got a large enough uh, amount of people to comment to make this into a movement. It's not just a couple here and there, it's a lot of people started posting stuff. And I think it's like strength in numbers at this point because if your career's out the window, I don't think all of these women are going to get fired. And I also don't think that we're in a time when suddenly like we have AEW and we have other company. Like there's a lot of options. I'm hoping that this isn't a career killer the way it would have been maybe 5 to 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe we'll come out of
1: these covid times with better race relations and, you know, better equality within within some of our sports as well hopeful people are talking about it yeah that's you know people are learning and educate and and being educated and and being open to conversations about things lately and i think that can only improve relations
0: when when me too happened a couple of years ago um there was a there was a small uh echo of that in the pro wrestling community and it was largely ignored and people, for whatever reason, just weren't ready to have that conversation, or weren't ready to believe the accusers at that point. And so, I, I think this has been—I think this has been a long time coming. Where you know, I, I mean, I—I I just think that pro wrestling was due for the same kind of reckoning that Hollywood has gotten over the last few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember when. Um... All the Me Too accusations were coming out years ago. And I was just kind of waiting for WWE to get hit with a yeah. bunch of accusations. And, and I, I never really heard any at that point. But I, I had to feel... I felt like, well, there's definitely been stuff there. Like, look at how they're portraying women. So, mm-hmm. like, um, so uh, yeah, I think this is a long time coming.
0: But like Megan said, you know, for... Until until last year there was a 20-year period where there was no other competition really yeah. at a major level for the wwe so especially if you were a woman in new in wwe because you know if you're a woman in wwe you weren't gonna you you're not gonna go to new japan you know um, unless you
1: want to move to you know
0: <clears throat> no but you're not going to go to new japan because they don't the, the women don't wrestle in new
1: japan well no i know but they could have yeah. like done like stardom or
0: no, no no but i'm saying like that's the number two company in the world,
1: right? And that's and, have that,
0: women and in it. and that is blocked off to women.
1: Yeah, wrestlers. No, good point.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what what are you gonna do? Like, if you, if you want to work in your chosen field, you just got to take it. You know, whatever you just got to take whatever they give you. Because the option, the other option is to, you know, try to make your way on the Indies or you know, hope that TNA will pay you something or whatever. But like, you know, WWE is that, that's where you make the most money. That's where the most opportunities are, and so I'm not I'm not surprised that uh, that nothing ever really came out like in a super public way about WWE's treatment of women. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Well, speaking of WWE, as I said, Jenny and I are most familiar with um, the NXT crowd and the main roster. Although I think. It's mostly NXT-related people that got called out. Um, so just a, just a couple I wanted to point out here. Uh, Leggero, he has apparently just done a lot of um, grooming of trainees. And he's one of the people that is putting up those red blocks in your career if you don't do what he says. Um, Travis Banks. Oh, um, Megan? Yeah? There
1: was a second um accusa- accusation for him um for leggero for leggero um for an
2: actual sexual assault oh he got okay yeah. see everything i had read was from trainees who were like oh he's really weird with me that's awful yeah okay. i'm
1: because the link that you had set uh, megan shared a link with us of of basically that had all of the uh people that were mentioned in various accusations and then a link to like the Twitter posts or, or whatever article um, the, the accusation was made. But yeah, um, there was a, um, an accusation made that he like uh, stayed in a woman's hotel room. Um, who was in the indie scene and um, there were other people in the hotel room too, but he wouldn't, he said his, you know, he was injured, his knee was injured, and he couldn't sleep on the floor, so he needed to sleep in the bed with her, and then he assaulted her in the bed that night. Oh. That. Cool. Is the.
0: That was uh, Victoria O'Hara. Is the name okay. Of Russia, who he assaulted. Okay. Um, Liguero did respond uh, with the statement that, you know, categorically denying the allegations.
2: Oh, yeah. Nobody, I assume, is going to publicly take responsibility for any of this. So.
0: No, but I. I, There have been a lot who just have been very quiet, you know?
2: (laughs) I think that's the safest way to go. I mean, I read that as okay, so this was probably true, but also maybe you're getting your, like, Legal stuff in order at that point, but yeah, it's it's like, um, or maybe you're Ma- just
0: hoping it'll blow over if, if you like,
2: I, yeah, you I just guess hide under
0: the covers for a while.
2: Oh, well, I don't. Yeah, well, so okay, so Legaro is one who was worse than I thought. Um, Travis Banks apparently had some. the The one I read about him was that he had a relationship with. Pete Dunn's, actually, protege that we had seen in the Mae Young classic, her name is Millie uh, Millie McKenzie, and he had had, like, a weirdly abusive, uh, it sounded like emotionally abusive relationship with her when she was 17 and a trainee. Um, Joe Coffey, he likes to send dick pics and porn to people, unsolicited. So he sounds like a run-of-the-mill just you know that guy yeah Yeah. I hate to say it but that's like the lowest tier of like stuff people have done is like sliding into your dms and being creepy um it doesn't sound like he had any physical or or like relationship related altercations
1: I'm, I'm terrified of movies that I'm gonna have to see a dick in a movie I can't imagine being terrified of my phone of like a dick pic popping up on my phone I can't imagine living in that fear
2: it looked like a lot of this happened over, like, Facebook Messenger and stuff, so I guess don't become friends or like anybody you uh, might see junk from. <laughs> uh, sure. Michael Michael Elgin apparently likes to send his unsolicited dick pics, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Thomas Latimer slash Bram. He was... Bram. In- Bram, okay. He was in NXT, right? He was originally part of the... Uh,
0: God. The Ascension. Yes. He was look, replaced by Victor because he, like, fought a cop or something.
2: Yeah, it sounds like he has a lot of physical abuse problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's also, uh, uh, important to note, probably most famous for being uh, the the first ex-husband of Charlotte Flair.
2: Wow. Well, I remember when she got divorced from him, and so now I'm thinking maybe there was a very good reason for that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could
1: he hurt her?
0: I don't
2: know. I'm assuming Charlotte Flair is the kind of person who doesn't take shit. Like, this happens once and then she's out. But I don't know. That's also unfair. I mean, you get trapped in these relationships. What can you do? But
0: I'm sorry. He's He was her second ex-husband.
1: Whoa. Charlotte's been married three times?
0: No, twice. But there was one before him. She's not married currently.
1: She's engaged?
0: Yeah, she is engaged.
1: Is, she's this will be her husband? Yes. Oh, and that not judgy. I'm sorry. Eh. She I'm does be. Because she's like only 34, right?
0: Charlotte? She's yes, she's 34. So she was 24 when she got married the first time. And yeah. So three three marriages in ten years. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good clip.
2: Well, this one, I mean, good you got out of it. Yeah. Um, I- there are obviously some bigger things here, but I'm just going through some of the people I know and, like, ugh, shaking my head. Sid's gala, apparently. Emotional abuse and bullying in the locker room, which is just... I don't know. He's such a little guy. I guess that's why he bullies, but he looks like such a little boy to me. I don't know.
0: Don't you want to just, like, wish that a guy like you know Dave Mastiff was always around to just, like, shoulder block these little runts who were trying to bully people?
2: Yeah, honestly, like what is going on?
0: <laughs> I was glad nobody said anything about Bomber Dave.
2: <laughs> me too. Oh my god, at some point I was just like thinking of people in my head, like, please don't come up, please like reading these stories and then expecting at the end for some name I didn't want to see to just be like, and that was blah blah blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it hurts me. Um another little guy we all had some affection for, Jack Gallagher. He apparently tried to have sex with someone while they were asleep. And it was unclear to her if he succeeded or not.
0: Also, uh, went into a bathroom. Uh, following uh, followed a woman to a bathroom, right? And uh,
2: oh yeah. my God, yeah, at a, a party, not like a, party, a public yeah. restaurant.
0: <laughs> yeah, after she he had been like feeding her drinks, and then oh. he followed her into a bathroom, and she was able to fight him off. But uh, but yeah, oh but he God. ripped her skirt.
1: Yeah, and he has been released, correct?
0: That's right. That's yeah. That was. Very recently, uh, WWE announced that they had released Jack Gallagher. Okay. And the statement was just like, WWE has come to terms on the release of Jack Gallagher. <laughs> no, no future endeavors, no, uh, oh, nope. none of that. Yeah. That's, uh,
1: that's a... That's when you get the emails at work of, so-and-so has left the business.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, because... So-and-so we'll to- was fired with costs. We're not allowed to say what it was. Exactly. But in this case, jump on the internet. Uh, We'll get to some of his other peers that were handled slightly differently, but that's interesting that it was just straight up, you're out, no statements. Um, Moving on from him, Wolfgang. He is NXT UK, Jenny. I don't know how familiar you are with him, but he... I
1: know that he likes to apparently wait outside of... Elementary schools or middle schools and snap photos
2: of schoolgirls. Yes, schools with 12 to 18 year olds. So just a wide range, but the lower end is alarming. Middle school.
0: Middle to high school.
2: Middle to high school. Okay. Yeah. It also sounds like he's emotionally abusive in relationships. So that's. He sounds like a winner. He does. He does. I mean, he's palling around with Joe Coffee, so suddenly it all makes sense. Oh, fuck. Mm. Uh. God, I hope he didn't
1: send any dick pics. I hope he didn't like
2: expose himself at the school or like send dick pics to those little girls.
0: I also hope that Jenny.
2: <sighs> Me too. I don't know how he'd get their phone number.
0: I'm on. I'm on team no dick pics for minors. <laughs> I'm on their,
2: Me too. I'm on team no dick pic ever. <laughs> Period. But especially for minors. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with a solicited dick pic. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> If if you request one, I say more power to you. Sure, if you're, you you're, one. you're into it. But um, a lot of a lot of dick pics just kind of fly at you out of nowhere, just bam. Andy, please never send me a dick pic.
0: Jenny made <laughs> it very clear to me over a decade that that's <laughs> not something you're interested in or would find acceptable.
2: Plus, you guys are married. It's like,
0: yeah, it's like you know what my penis looks like. You don't, yeah. know what, you don't need a a photo of it. Yeah
2: i got a mental. Oh, gosh. Let me take a mental picture. Click. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) What sitcom is that from? Friends. That's friends. Okay.
2: It's when Alec Baldwin uh, was
0: Phoebe's
2: date for like one episode. And he was real happy.
0: Yeah. That's a really funny episode. They go to a wedding or something, right?
2: Yeah. And he takes mental pictures of all his new friends. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So that those were. Some...
0: Baldwin, problematic phase.
2: Oh. Well, he <laughs> comes up in this conversation. I guess that's appropriate. uh So th- those were those were the lower level guys, I guess, if you will, as far as like who we're generally familiar with and see a lot. Um, in WWE, the two big hitters. We talked about Tyler Bate,
0: right?
2: Well,
1: let's talk about we we missed Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate. And uh, I assume Megan's going to talk about Matt Riddle once she gets to her WWE thing. But I think we oh, should yeah. talk about Tyler Bate because I think we've alluded to it. Mm-hmm. But let's let's clear
2: him. Maybe talk about Jordan Devlin first and then Tyler Bate. Well, Tyler Bate is, like, I feel like we should just talk about him because it's not, I don't think he fits right. in bucket. You I know, think like we should like clear him. But,
1: might as well just get him out of In a lot of, like, some of the, like the Forbes article and the Sports Illustrated article also mentioned Tyler Bate, and I don't think that was a fair mention, so I think we should say, like, what happened, yeah. and he shouldn't be part of this.
0: Yeah, that Forbes article was real bad. Yeah. I don't know if you took a look at that, Megan.
2: Uh, I think, I, I believe I read everything you sent me, so if you linked okay. it to me, I read it. Um, yeah, Tyler Bate, it sounds like, from everything I've read, including just, like, tweets and stuff, it sounds like he invited a girl up to his hotel room, she was married, and she said, no, thank you, and then there are, like, that just sounds like the end of it. Yeah,
1: how was that a story? Like, why was this part of, I just don't feel like, I feel like when things like that get put into the same story as this, it makes That's where people, like, get off by saying, oh, well, like, none of this is, all of this is exaggerated or whatever, you know?
2: Yeah, I I think that I was leaving it open to get more details, because the, the exposing wrestling Twitter did say, like, the person who reported it didn't, they wanted to remain anonymous, which is totally understandable, and a lot of other people on that, on the site reporting stories were remaining anonymous, but... Like, I don't you know, like I don't know what that is beyond if you wanted to call it creepy behavior. Like if it was unwelcome and the woman had turned him down multiple times, okay, maybe maybe that's what happened. But as far as like assault, I, I don't think that qualifies necessarily I don't want to discount somebody's experience for sure. But I don't I wouldn't call it assault though. I would call it like, did Tyler make get creepy with you? Maybe, but Based on the details we have, I would say it sounds like a pretty standard interaction of a wrestler being like, hey, I like you. Yeah. Want to go up to my room and have some fun? And if yeah. she said no and walked away, it sounds it sounds like an innocuous
1: interaction. Agreed. Based on the details that we have, it sounds like he respected her no, and that this is just, hey, you got hit on by, you know, Tyler Bates.
2: Yeah, yeah. If more comes out and there's more details around the situation, uh, fine. I will. I, I'm, you know, no one, is, no one is on a pedestal anymore, guys. Right. I, uh, but as now, it stands Dana, now, Dana
0: Bryan's still my beautiful pure boy.
2: Oh yeah, I guess he's pretty, pretty. Uh, I mean, he loves the earth and eco-friendly, very granola. It, it's. I think my only issue with Daniel Bryan is he has some old school thoughts about marriage and stuff. But like yep. that is what it is. It's not in a way that's like abusive or weird, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's Seems like he stopped like uh controlling the finances
1: so much. Feels like he kinda learned, grew a little bit there. I remember there were old a lot of or maybe and maybe that just was like fake. Total
0: maybe Bella it was stuff. fake and maybe also it just got to a point where they're both making so much money now that it doesn't even fucking right. matter.
2: Right. I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. It's hard to trust the image of him on total bellas because, or uh total divas more. So I feel like on total bellas, he's been fairly just whatever. Um, but yeah, he, he had some behavior that could have been a little archaic, uh, but also if it was people, real. Yeah. If it was real. So I don't it, take that with a grain of salt, but I'll allow him to still be in the sacred place of if somebody says Daniel Bryan sexually assaulted them, I would that's where I'd be like, what the hell is going on in this world? Cause that's just so unexpected.
0: I think if I was in a hotel lobby with Tyler Bate and he asked me to come up to his hotel room with him and he was standing there in his trunks
2: with those big thighs,
0: I think if I saw his thighs, I would be—I would feel very, uh, like I think that would like feel like an aggression to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not—they're not as aggressive as Randy Orton's thighs.
0: Okay, but Randy Orton's thighs, while bigger, are more in proportion to this to his body.
2: Mm. I think we all land on Tyler Bate as of right now. Still a good boy. Still a good boy. Um, hopefully.
1: Boy that's all eye. it is
2: yeah big strong good boy also I, I do want to say that I think that they included that story on the one tr- twitter account because they're just just like putting it out like general creepiness and I don't know if that's what this was but I think it's like hey we're not you know we're not cutting anything it's you know this happened just so you know so I, definitely not in the same ballpark as all of these other people um his fellow UK's man Jordan Devlin though Jordan Devlin has been accused of physically assaulting a girlfriend
0: yeah yeah um there, there are photographs of bruises um and she says that there are more on her, uh, her back and her uh, and her uh, arse. I believe she said, but uh, she didn't really feel like showing those. So.
1: Man. are those? Is this her his current girlfriend or an ex girlfriend? I
0: believe it was an ex, Megan.
1: Okay, I just saw a girlfriend. Okay. Thrown around.
0: Maybe but... maybe it was current. I don't. Yeah.
1: Out of curiosity, were they current bruises or old bruises? It doesn't matter. I was just curious.
0: I don't know if that was known either.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look for pictures because I didn't want to see it. No.
0: I saw them. They're, I mean, they're real bruises, so.
2: I did see a commenter say, how do we know that those are bruises caused by him?
0: Well. (laughs) Because you've, like, come from a place of believing what she's saying.
2: Yes, that's what, it's like... (laughs) I mean I'll admit I'm wrong if it comes out That she threw herself down the stairs or something Like this is a Lifetime movie But I just don't think that's gonna happen Yeah But yeah, Jordan Devlin He is one of the few people to respond
0: Yes, he put out Almost the same statement that El Vigero did It's like they were told what to say
2: Oh, now who would do that? <laughs> Yeah, so obviously denying it, um, but I think that this is one where we'll we'll probably get more details because it seems like this is the kind of thing you have some litigation around.
0: Yeah, um, WWE has said that they are investigating it, so for whatever that's worth, but, you know. Okay. Before we leave the UK, to me, like, the most interesting outcome of this and maybe it'll amount to nothing because i think you know we've learned a lot about policing uh in the world really especially like the western world in the past uh few weeks um a lot of it we already knew but we've learned a lot more uh but there has been a uh police investigation opened in a uh opening about these allegations just writ large uh in one of the counties in england
2: Good, hopefully, you know.
0: Hopefully something comes
1: up. Yeah.
2: Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they seemed hopeful and man, if anything comes out of it, I think we'll be moving forward because again, just to talk about how the system is messed up, a lot of reports result in nothing because police don't take them seriously. <laughs> I mean Well and not fact. only that,
1: they're difficult to prove. Like I I mean, I understand where, how it would be difficult as like to prosecute with, unless you go immediately after a sexual assault happens, there's, there's no physical evidence that that, can trace,
2: you know. That's a physical assault too. I mean, some of this is not physical. Exactly. So, I mean,
1: it's, it's difficult because it really comes down to he said, she said, and you know how it's difficult to prove that in a court of law.
0: I read a, re- a story recently, uh, a super cool story about how we basically have a nationwide epidemic of untested rape kits.
2: Yes, there's not enough funding, ironically, to have them all tested and processed.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: So maybe we should defund stuff and reallocate. <laughs> just a thought
0: that's fucking crazy Megan
2: (laughs) I know what would we do
0: goddamn libtard
2: thank you I mean I did see one tweet uh prior to all this where a woman's like uh somebody says if we defund the police who's going to take care of rapes and and murders and stuff and she's like bro when I went and reported a rape they told me there was not an anything they could do and sent me home (laughs) it's like all right it's like who is now yeah yeah, like we're in a good place already in that part of it. So, well, this is kind of relevant because the last person we have to talk about, uh, at least in WWE, there are a couple other ones I want to mention because this is an AEW-centric podcast. But um, the last person in WWE, and possibly the biggest deal of all of this, is Matt Riddle. He was accused of forcibly. Uh, having someone perform oral sex on him in a car yeah
1: yeah
0: it was a uh, it was someone who uh, the 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 claim is uh, by the uh, the victim that they had been in a sexual relationship prior they were in a van i think on the way to a indie show and this was this was in 2018. It would have been shortly before he signed with uh, WWE. Yeah,
1: I, I think it was supposedly in uh, May. And I think you yeah, said he signed in July. End of July, yeah. So it
0: was, it was a very, he was kind of wrapping up his indie uh, life. And everyone else in the van was asleep. He asked her to hop on his penis for sex. And she said no. He put his hand at her throat, said, what if I make you? And uh, basically, just to kind of get out of the situation, she uh, she gave him oral sex.
2: Yeah. Now, Matt Riddle has denied this, and so has his wife. And...
0: And he's the first one who has lawyered up about this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah,
1: and... Though I will say that his wife denying this doesn't mean anything because obviously, like, she wasn't there and her husband told her whatever his, you know, story was for that. Right. Um, and I would also say that, I mean, Matt Riddle has enough money that he can throw lawyers at it. And, you know, like, just because he lawyered up doesn't mean that it's not true. No, absolutely. But it not. could. It could also mean that it's
2: not true. Yeah. Yeah, this seems to be the the one everybody's hopping on to say is not true or most likely not true. Um, and I know that Matt Riddle's, like, a cool guy or whatever and a big star. So there is, at least part of that is probably hoping that your hero is not a total dirtbag. Um, but some there have been reports that maybe... There is legitimacy in his claims that he was being cyberstalked by her. Like the wife and Matt Riddle both said they had potentially or were going to file. What was it like on a restraining order, but basically like
0: uh, a pleading. Uh, and so the, the lawyer in his statement uh, wrote. Uh, we have been aware for the last two years of this performer stalking the Riddle family. In 2019, our firm had drafted a pleading against this performer to seek an injunction for cyber-stalking in the circuit court for Orange County, Florida. Uh, the allegations... Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, that's the little thing.
2: So, if, if nothing else, Matt Riddle's lawyer and statement are at least sort of specific to his, like, situation instead right. of just the boilerplate. I didn't do this. Um, whatever.
0: Every single uh, denial I've seen has been along the lines of, I did not do this. I'm sorry that she felt that way.
2: Ugh, the um, best type of apology. <laughs> I
0: also hate that this has happened because it takes away from the very legitimate claims of all the other women who are mm. making statements right now.
1: <laughs> but this one is, she was stalking me. Yeah. So this this does feel a little bit different of a denial, at least. Yeah. Um, well i guess we'll see from an investigation what what comes of this
2: yeah and and i did see that one of the people that had been reported and then subsequently they took down the report on that twitter account was el fantismo i think was his name el Ma- maybe okay. um but it sounded like he had gotten reported by someone who actually legitimately was stalking him and like there were Comments and Facebook screenshots of her basically doing that, <laughs> and so they took it down.
0: Um, yeah, he's so, a, he's a he's a new Japan wrestler.
2: Okay, so uh, it is a thing that happens for sure, and in that case, it it sounded like there was enough proof that that account didn't feel the need to leave it up and just say, you know, we'll see. But oh,
0: absolutely! Like with something this big, with so many accounts, there are definitely going to be like disturbed people who were like now's my chance but like you know certainly not i would say a statistically insignificant amount of mm-hmm.
2: them oh for sure for yeah. sure yeah and and that is also to say that 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 exposing wrestling account wasn't just willy-nilly throwing stuff up it sounds like they were trying to protect the victims who were reporting but also they got info and they took it down you know like yeah,
0: yeah they were but it was they also were it's like, it seemed very cavalier the way they were saying names and then it's not giving any context at all. Like, like you could kind of have to wait for like, okay, so you said a name, but what it like, what is this person, you know, because it'd be yeah. like, Travis, Travis Banks, welcome to the party. And it's like, okay, well, what did, like, what yeah, did
2: do? see, I didn't have to suffer with the wait because I read oh, it, that's right. was it was all wasted. done. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Uh, When I started reading it, I was like, oh, please, let's not be one of those things that just, like, throws names out with no substantiation. But then, like, literally everything had screenshots with it. It was like, okay, (laughs) okay. And if they said, like, Travis Banks, welcome to the party, then, like, a couple tweets later, it was like, and here are the screenshots. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, um, they followed up. And, And granted, a lot of them are he said, she said, because if they didn't have screenshots, it's the woman telling her story um or the victim telling their, their story but you know like it didn't seem like there was always a story it, it wasn't just like heard travis banks is a scumbag and then moving on you know so and again that twitter account is not the authority but it seemed where everyone was going to tell their stories and have them posted so it was a way of compiling them all together uh even though there was the hashtag um speak speak out I believe. Uh, So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's gone now. But there were a lot of screenshots of people texting things where it's like, I don't know, maybe don't text that. (laughs) You know, I'm not trying to tell abusers how to get by and like scrape through the system. But like, maybe don't text it. You know?
1: Speaking of which, there was someone in AEW who there were Lots of texts where I thought,
2: why are you texting that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know who you're talking about, but why don't you toss it out there? So um, one of the accused
1: within the AEW roster is Justin Roberts, who had several screen prints of text with a 17-year-old um, that were uh, inappropriate and asking for like photos of her chest like with like a see-through t-shirt on or a see-through tank top on was
2: (sighs) it was weird it was weirdly polite like and I don't mean that to like (laughs) it was like a Hugh Grant level of (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not I don't mean that in a way to excuse him I mean it was If you weird. could
0: please <laughs> send me a chest pig.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was weird in the tone. And, man, like, as a 17-year-old, if I got stuff like... Like, I believe that the girl tweeted and was like, I didn't even know how to respond because I'd never been, like, talked to like this.
1: It was he weird. He was 34 at the time.
2: Yeah, just tonally, that's one of the weird... Because it was, you know, I I hate to say it, but I expect things like... Yo, show me your tits, you know. <laughs> oh. this was like, hey, you got that pretty pink tank top? You wanna you wanna show me that or something? It was just so polite and weird. I I don't know. Like Justin Roberts, I that that one hurt me. I thought he was he was. Oh, sick. I can't get
1: to that tweet anymore.
0: Did it get taken down?
1: It it just says uh, I think whomever um, posted it went private, which I think is what's happening with a lot of these women. Oh yeah, because
0: they're getting bombarded yeah. probably with assholes. Like t- calling them wires and stuff.
1: But I was gonna, I was gonna
2: read because like, that was weird. It, it was, was weird, really weird. <laughs> I we're both like honing in on this one, but it was just really <laughs> weird. Well, <laughs> cool. okay, yeah. Um, Justin Roberts, that's a weird one, and also, um, I I
0: just like so if for Justin Roberts, if there's like proof. And he, there were. That he, that he knew she was 17. Oh. Um, that he's got to be gone. Right. They got they got to cut that guy as soon as that, as, yeah. you know. like He has to. Like, there's there's no question about it.
1: And this was America. This is yeah. like, like the UK, like weird, sad. And, yeah. and obviously he didn't like, it wasn't an assault. It was uh, harassment. Yeah. I'd call it harassment. Yeah but of an underage, yes. you know, and yeah. that, that could be child pornography. Like if she had actually sent him a picture that would have been grounds for child pornography. Yeah.
0: It's, it's like, like I'm, I'm looking at the transcript right now. Like if she was 18, I wouldn't even say it was harassment. I would just say like, well, he's a fucking creep. <laughs> um, Cause she's 16 years old or younger than him, but because she was not legal, I think it does take on a whole yeah. different, you know,
1: I, and well, that's why we have those laws yeah,
0: in yeah. place
1: because it is it is different.
0: Because we decided arbitrarily that 18 is where you Well, yeah.
1: and I know that that it's an arbitrary, but you've got to make the line yeah. somewhere yeah, 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 and yeah. and you have to protect people like that are impression- like young people that are as a 17-year-old if I got like messages like I would I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. If as a, as a 35 year old, I wouldn't know what to do if I could,
2: other than you know, contact, you could just, so. you, just app. App. Old, you just close the app as a 35 year old, you just close the app. That's true.
1: Yeah, I would block them, I would probably delete my Twitter, which I don't have a Twitter, and uh, and maybe
2: never use my phone again. I'm not sure. Yeah, but also, like, a lot of people doing that lawyering are saying, like, well, technically, um, you know, about the ages of these people, and not in this case because she was 17, but all the, like, technically uh, their legal age, it's like, you you can be technically legal, but how fucking creepy is it if, like, a 30-something man is doing this to a teenager, you know? Like, I don't care if it's legal in the UK or, or even some states in America. That is totally out of line. And you shouldn't and, and it gets
1: back to then it gets back to the tone at the top of the company of you should not be employing people who act like that or have those types of thoughts and, and are vocal about them and have come out with them. Like you should not want to present your company in such a way or have a culture in your company with people like that. So, yeah, maybe it's not legally maybe it's not illegal, but it certainly should not be happening in your company if you want to have an upstanding company.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So Justin Roberts, like, creep, 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 creep. Don't do that. Um, Also, it's just, come on, man. Come on. Find someone of age (sighs) <sighs> okay, so Justin Roberts is the first of the AEW, a cast of characters. Um, While technically not an AEW, an AEW hopeful that really broke my heart was Marty Skrull. I know. He apparently likes to sleep with the youngins. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Okay, Megan, so what I read about Marty Skrull was that he was inappropriate with 16 and 17 year olds at a party. Did you hear more did uh, you tell them that? Because I did not. I did not read into that that he slept with a sixteen or seventeen year old.
2: Um, it was somebody reported that it, it actually sucked because it was like somebody said it's an industry. It's like a known industry thing that he like likes some younger, and he has uh, definitely slept with a fifteen year old. Oh, I I
0: was unaware of that.
2: Whoa. I mean, again, like anything, maybe this is, it's unsubstantiated, but...
0: Yeah, and these are, and these, these... I I never saw sourcing on any of the Skrull allegations. Did you?
2: No, they were the tweets from people writing in and saying, like, yeah, dude. Or, like, he hit on my friend, and...
1: Okay.
2: I, you know, it's like... I don't know, man. If you get a bunch of those coming in... From separate places. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to believe it. I love Marty. But if that's the case. That's not great.
1: Oh, man. No, I had
2: not read
1: that. I had just read the one. That inappropriate with a 16 17 year old at a party. I had just thought. Okay well that that's you know. Him making a bad. Him being a creep. And hitting on a younger person. You know one time. Like, I did not realize that he slept with a 15 year old or that it was a it was a pattern allegedly
2: yeah. allegedly again but you know like all these, our entire conversation <laughs> is allegedly yeah please cover this allegedly <laughs> um but it's the pattern with not just him but all the people who seem to like underage girls it's many reports of of the same type of thing where they're they've got a pattern and they do it and it's being into underage girls is apparently a pattern that a lot of people who have been accused are following,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is uh, so horrible. <laughs> I mean,
0: come Man, on. it sucks.
2: It Yeah. It's just like a whole different type of thing. Um, okay. So Marty's girl, that, that was heartbreaking. Um, Another person who's not in AEW, but who I thought might be able to, or at least make some appearances, Joey Ryan. Yeah. He really upsets my dog. Uh,
1: Or at least, like, I mean, Joey Ryan
2: and Marty used to be on DCE all the time. Yeah, they're, like, woven into the fabric of this company, whether they're there or not.
0: Marty girl is literally part of the elite.
2: Right. He showed up on a BTE episode weeks ago. Yeah. So Joey Ryan, I guess... I don't know how surprising it is that someone with a dick gimmick is, uh, I guess, a creep. But it surprised me. I don't know. He seems so nice on the show, which means nothing.
0: It did me too, Megan. And I think it's because it seemed too obvious. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought he w- I thought this was like, too meta.
0: Yeah. Like I just figured his gimmick was ironic. <laughs> As it turns out, Jack Gallagher's gimmick was ironic.
2: Oh my god. Gentlemen. Yeah, um Joey Ryan had like multiple stories. That of him doing inappropriate things. Um, I guess he too likes to sleep with underage girls in England. And he also exposes himself in the locker room without consent. And then um, one woman who had to pick him up from the airport reported that he groped her thigh and kissed her in the car on the way back to the place and and asked her to come back to his hotel room with him.
0: I wonder, it just occurred to me. Do you think there are people, do you think there are Americans who, and I'm sure there are, now that I'm saying this, I'm sure there are. Do you think there are Americans who get off on the idea of going to England and sleep?
2: Oh yeah, not just, legal there. not just England either. I mean, other places. Yeah, that's true. Man,
1: when, when I started researching consent laws, Because when I started reading some of these and I saw the ages and I remembered in shows of the 16 year old being referenced as the consent age. And I was like, I'm going to fact check that. And uh, man, some some consent ages and things are are very strange. Especially in Vatican City.
2: Well, I I heard that, of course. If you're an American, the consent age of your country, you know, despite it being England, like, if you come back, you can still be in trouble for that. I don't know if that's true, though. I would hope that there's no getting around that. What was sleeping with underage girls? Hmm. I don't know.
0: I'm gonna get put on some kind of FBI list by typing the search term.
2: What did you type in?
0: Can Americans sleep with younger people in foreign countries?
2: <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, you're on a list, Andy. <laughs> Andy.
0: Uh, I guess I didn't. I didn't. I didn't Google well. I can't. I'm not finding the answer.
1: <laughs> well, reg- like I would say that. That stipulation of the um, limited by relationship stipulation. That I think for any of these like wrestler wrestlers, if you are a victim who was hopeful of becoming in of getting into the wrestling business, Mm -hmm. that you could make the argument that they were in a position of authority. Yeah. Or um, or abusing. the inexperience of the other one. I think you could make that argument for any fan or any Russell Hopeful for any of these guys.
0: Russell Hopeful.
2: Russell Hopeful.
0: By the way, Matt Riddle just debuted on SmackDown like half an hour ago. Now, granted, it was pre-taped. They taped it like at the beginning of this week before any of this happened. But, but
1: you said that earlier today they had taken down
0: reference. Yeah. So, yeah, so SmackDown, it's Friday, so SmackDown was airing. And Matt Riddle was his debut was one of the things that they've been promoting heavily, and he this stuff started to come out, and all mention of him was taken down from the SmackDown preview on WWE.com for like a couple of hours, and then at a certain point, I think after he had made the 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 you know the um, the denial uh then like it went back into the preview and then he debuted so they did not edit that out of the show but anyway i just thought that was interesting i
2: yeah i wonder if they'll make adjustments or i don't know or
0: if they're just they have to tape again
2: yeah or if they're just accepting that his statement is true and no further (sighs) evidence required I don't know. Yeah, I don't
0: know.
2: So the last AEW person we need to speak about, and probably like the biggest deal on this that show, is Jimmy Havoc, who had a very dark relationship, full of mental abuse, and I believe he ended up raping someone.
1: Yeah, there yeah. were that was a separate accusation. But rape, full on rape was um, accusation was was made of Jimmy Havoc. As well as a deeply emotionally abusive relationship with his girlfriend who he would cut himself and threaten to kill himself anytime they got into a fight and just horrible, horrible emotional abuse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't want this to sound insensitive, but this one was maybe the least surprising just because Jimmy Havoc has been open about his past, um, how he had, like, a tough childhood, and also just, like, he he just, it's very Sid and Nancy, except for the taking it one step further with the rape. But he has, I don't know, he's had a tough life. And I don't think mental health issues excuse any of this at all. Um, I'm just saying, like, this wasn't so out of nowhere, I guess. Well, and, I mean, one of the other
1: accusations was from just a man that he was punched in the face by Jimmy Havoc in, in the locker room, which Jimmy Havoc did to Excalibur. Yeah, in a You know, bar. in December in a bar. And I just, I feel like there was, that was a huge red flag with, I mean, Jimmy Havoc is clearly an alcoholic. And they, and AEW should have forced him to go to counseling and rehab probably after the incident with Excalibur. And they did not do anything at that point in time. I think they kind of benched him for a few weeks and that was pretty much it.
0: I don't even remember.
2: Like, I think they, he must've gotten a slap on the wrist because I don't think we saw him for a couple weeks. No we didn't but also it wasn't like he was a very prominent character at the time you know Right. so it it was like a very minor punishment if any
1: I mean this I read the the rape accusation and it was just I yeah it was disturbing
0: so um, AEW did issue a uh, statement about Jimmy Havoc they, uh, they have not yet done so about Justin Roberts, but uh, but they did on Jimmy Havoc, and I'm just going to read it. We wish Jimmy Havoc all the best as he receives treatment and counseling in an effort to overcome the mental health and substance abuse challenges in his life. We are aware of various reports related to Jimmy. We are evaluating his status with our company and will address it when he has successfully completed his rehabilitation.
2: So I'm assuming at least two months in rehab, maybe three.
0: I don't know, do they, isn't that like a 28-day program? For
1: I, I, I think out? a lot of the programs are four to eight weeks.
0: Okay. Really?
1: I thought it was 60 to 90 days.
0: Cool. Don't you remember that, uh...
2: 28 days?
0: That uh, movie? That's not the movie. <laughs>
2: sorry I did not see that movie and also I immediately thought of uh, 28 Days Later so
0: you know it's funny Megan 28 Days Later the first time I saw that that uh, title and like that it was a horror movie I thought did they like A. make a sequel to that rehab (laughs) movie and B. like do a weird genre switch with it
2: yes the end of rehab is a zombie apocalypse
0: yeah (laughs) But uh, I actually love the movie Twenty Eight Days because it is a uh, it's it's a pretty realistic portrayal of what uh, uh, drying out uh, from uh, uh, alcohol is like. Um, anyway, let's here over there. But uh, yeah, so I don't know this statement.
1: It's 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 okay. So Andy asked me earlier in the day when the first accusation the first story of the emotional abuse yeah this from,
0: is before the rape allegation right. yeah, came out
1: um, where just reading the emotional abuse of the girlfriend in in reading it it sounded like it was emotional abuse of the girlfriend not physical abuse of the girlfriend though obviously still horrific and and Andy asked me well what do you think aew is gonna do with that and I said I think they're going to force him to go to rehab and counseling and then probably suspend him. And, but that was before the rape allegation. I think when the rape allegation came out, they needed to cut him immediately.
0: I just, I I don't know about, we wish Jimmy Havoc all the best to lead off your statement like that for a guy who was accused of rape today. Yeah, um,
1: that's too positive.
0: Yeah, the only thing I can think of for why they wouldn't just cut him today is if they're worried that he might be a suicide risk.
1: Well, I mean, that that's what the the girlfriend had said, that anytime they got into a fight, that he would, you know, cut himself, threaten suicide. Yeah.
2: Plus, like, if he's going to rehab, it might be a bad way to start by taking away
0: his livelihood. what—
2: Yeah, what he's working towards, you know? Yeah. Whether they end up doing that in the end or not, uh, he's probably going to be more equipped to hear it when he's sober and had some help. That's true. Which, like, you know, like, in his case, of all of them, he's... I don't know what the mental state of everyone else is, but he is most clearly, like, suffering from mental health issues in addition to all this and again not excusing it but at least that puts some context around it whereas some people are just garbage you know like like he has a lot of problems Mm -hmm. and hopefully he addresses them and gets the help he needs whereas yeah like other people don't have that same same thing going on they're just bad people you know so uh, I don't know of all of them he seemed like okay what you did was super bad I totally understand that it's not excusable but also I understand that there are some extenuating circumstances that explain why you have such erratic behavior again not excusable just a good lens of why this might be happening or and other people don't uh, the rape allocation
1: said that the woman had a tampon in, and he still raped her with his penis.
2: Well, if you're a rapist, you are really, you know, like I don't know. like no, like I mean,
1: but that's just like that's horrific. Like I, I don't know, that like put it at a whole other level for me, as like like how like how did she even like it's how did it's, she even get her tampon out after that point you know like she probably had to go to the doctor to get the tampon physically removed from her at that point yeah or, it's fish it's up scary. in there like how just just it's just like i don't know it just made it a lot, more a lot more visceral for me and i i don't know why and obviously any sort of rape any sort of penetration unwanted on un, you know unsolicited is just fucking horrific but like that that detail i don't know it's just like it's has stuck with me all day
2: yeah it's just extra disgusting as far as like discomfort and obviously rape is a traumatizing act and like any other extra parts you layer onto it just you know
1: yeah And i mean and she said that she was worried for like Six weeks that she had HIV because he's in all those like
2: death, matches. death matches. matches
1: and blood matches, and so like she had to then go get tested for like it's just like I don't know that this one just really like.
0: And also, you have to assume that if someone rapes you without protection, that they're probably doing that yeah. to other people, and exactly. you, know, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. Again, not excusing him. It's just. He seems to be the most openly broken of all the people that have these issues, and and Andy, you've made the point before that like people in combat sports seem to be <laughs> broken in a way that's problematic a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think especially pro wrestling. I think it I think it uh, I think it attracts a lot of uh, misfit toys.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's in both worlds, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you know there is something about, and I think this is probably true of acting to some extent. Other acting more a little more. She seems a little more legitimate than pro wrestling, but you know it's 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 people who play make believe for a living, and I think there might be some, you know, some to some extent. There's like you know perpetual adolescence there, and arrested the development, and you know I, I think you know emotional maturity is probably pretty low for a lot of these guys who you know all they know is those locker rooms but
1: that's why the locker room that's why the culture in the locker room you need to start there
0: yeah yeah
2: okay well those were, were some of the cases we had heard about now the culture in the locker room and being kind of on the sidelines while this is happening, I feel like there are two people that came up a lot today, sort of in line with that issue. Um, Jenny, you wrote down some names. Would you like to expound on your thoughts uh, on Will Osprey and B Priestley? Yeah. So
1: what I read um, about B and Will is that um, they have helped blackball a female wrestler who um, accused one of Will's friends of rape and abuse and um, will has continued to book this guy um, on his shows as well as they have they have helped kind of um, ostracize this 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 female who has who accused him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the friend is Scotty Essex, and I forget the last name that goes with that, but Scotty Essex seemed to be the known moniker that everyone was using.
0: And the wrestler in question is uh, called Pollyanna.
2: Yeah. So, um, you should not be complicit with your friends who are bad.
0: No, and even... I fully believe that you can you can be supportive of a friend who's done a bad thing, and you like you know there's, in a lot of cases they're still your friend, and they just they did a horrible thing, but that doesn't that doesn't change everything about your relationship. But to go to the extent where you are sabotaging someone else to protect them, that that's going beyond what's reasonable.
1: And also if. If your friend does a horrific thing and you have more of a relationship with that friend and know them other than that horrific thing, then you should be supporting them in growing, learning, understanding what they did wrong, taking accountability for what they did wrong and and changing and never doing anything like that again and truly understanding what you did wrong and trying to move forward from it and and making amends for what you did. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And I guess like also listen to your other friends because a lot of times the defense is, no, I know that guy. He's great. I've never seen him do something like that. And that is the talent of an abuser. They put on one face for everyone. Then they isolate their victim and abuse them. So maybe trust if somebody comes to you and says, hey, your friend is a total shitbag. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, definitely don't actively take actions against victims. It's just I i was very disappointed in, to hear that about Will Ospreay, he had become one of my new recent faves. And I cannot look at him and be the same way because <sighs> that's just that's unforgivable that you would ruin somebody else's career because they said something about your friend that you appear that you don't believe. OK, like that's the level here. You just don't believe it.
0: I mean hopefully they don't believe it, right? I mean that's that would be even worse if.
2: My god, yeah. I w- I was assuming they don't believe it, but geez, like yeah, it's this is this is the systematic issues again. Don't allow abusers to continue to thrive. <laughs> Shut them down. Get them out of there.
0: Yeah. Interestingly, Will Osprey did retweets that story about the West Yorkshire police uh, carrying out initial inquiries about the uh, you know, about the the speaking out hashtag. Hmm.
2: Huh. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's the only that's the only social media ing he's done in the last like day.
2: Okay. So he's kind of keeping quiet?
0: Um yeah, seems like it. And you know, and he's a he's a big tweeter, so that's that is, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you're not being a good ally here.
0: <laughs> no, certainly not. And I guess I guess we should also mention that uh, David Lagana, the vice president of the NWA, who's also a former. Um, like, executive... Not executive. Former, like, head writer with WWE in various periods of time. Uh, former uh, Impact Wrestling guy. Uh, God, Ring of Honor. He's worked pretty much everywhere. Uh, he was um, accused today of uh, sexual assault by a, a female friend. Mm-hmm. Or it was a friend at the time. And uh, he actually uh, stepped down from his job uh, with the National Wrestling Alliance today. So... I think that probably tells you everything you need to know about that accusation. Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a tough day, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Tough year. I just,
0: I just hope that, I just hope that it's, I hope that it's all, like, heading someplace good with with wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Because this is very disheartening, and I've been a wrestling fan for 31 years, and it fucking breaks my heart to see stuff like this.
2: Yeah, it's it's a lot. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot who I wanted to believe were good and
0: and, and I'm sure that there will like more names will trickle out, you know, mm-hmm. over the next few days. You know?
2: Yeah, and I I've, I've been thinking about this too of like like it's good because we live in this time of social media where like now a lot of people can report and corroborate and it's not as disjointed as it used to be and maybe you never heard about this person being a total creepster and at the same time it's like part of the reason these people disappointed me so much is because we also live in an era where there's like YouTube shows where these people are playing video games together and you think you're seeing this person and then turns out they're very good at lying about who they are and and secretly doing this horrible stuff and that makes me scared
0: this is yeah this is supposed to be the generation of wrestlers who like like you said they just you know instead of instead of shutting down the bars like the guys in the 80s and 90s did they go back to their their hotels and play video games at night you know like that's that's kind of like what we've been told about what this industry is now you know
2: yeah, and just, like, we get to see their personality, or what we think is their personalities. I think that's that's the part that, like, really worries me, too, is, like, there's these people getting called out. If, if the allegations are true, they're so good at being good people when they need to that that is upsetting to me. Because, like, I listen to these podcasts with, with the guests, and, like, Jack Gallagher showed up on Giant Bomb multiple times, and I love that that video game podcast and he seems so charming and it, I guess it's just like really scary to me that they can flip the switch. Like I totally get it. I've, I've heard multiple, you know, accounts of people talking about this. Um, I like listening to true crime podcasts. So it's not like I don't understand that the world has bad people in it and they can hide in plain sight, but it's just like never been so apparent where, you watch all these personality-based things with these people, and wrestling is open, we all know what shooting kayfabe is, and, and we see them on Twitter, and we see them on these YouTube shows, and then s- they still manage to secretly be awful. And it just, it scares me a little, because maybe there are like a lot more secret, horrible people out there than I originally thought, I guess. I I think with
1: social media people are getting better at showing the person that they want to be versus the person that they are always like I, I think you just have naturally have everyday practice with that now through all these social media forms plus I mean these guys are essentially actors mm-hmm. uh, the wrestlers you know yeah. so like they're used to switching it on and off like that and I know that we think that we're getting to see their real person when they're not out in the ring or behind, you know, on on camera. But I, I think that everyone has quite a lot of practice of pretending to be what they want to personify, like what they want the world to see them as. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You you're, you make a very good point. I just, I guess I'm too trusting. I I like to believe people are nice, and then when they're not, it's upsetting.
0: Well, you know, most people are.
2: Yeah, my husband yeah.
1: on our you know when we first met asked if he could kiss me.
2: He got verbal For, consent first sentence. kissing me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Can I kiss you? No, there are good people. I I hate to, like, just dwell on how terrible, apparently, these people secretly were, um, or maybe less not-so-secret, but yeah, there are are good people. I've never felt the threat of this around my friends, male or female. Like, I don't fully understand what this must be like. I, I empathize, but... This has not been my experience. And I don't want to take away from from the cause because of that. Because it really drives me nuts when people are like, oh, well, I don't have it that way. So it must not be true. Um, I totally acknowledge that these experiences are happening and people are having it. I just feel very lucky that I haven't. And I hope it continues to go that way. And maybe that's also why it's so upsetting. It's just because, like, like I haven't experienced this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm also a shut-in, and I don't go places. <laughs>
1: I know. It, I just, man, I think that reading the Jimmy Havoc act, it's going to stay with me for a while. It really, it really,
0: it it, it really hit me. Do you think it's because he's someone you see on TV, like, almost every week?
1: No, it had nothing to do with that. It, just the imagery...
0: Oh, it was a vi- it was a very, vivid, was was a a very vi- vivid description. Yeah.
1: yeah, it just it.
2: Yeah. Also, I I don't know why, but the actors that have gotten accused of like this kind of stuff, like the Me Too sweep of actors, I wasn't surprised by who got pointed out. In that, I don't know why the wrestling people who got pointed out were more impactful to me
0: than you like feel close. You feel closer to the wrestlers.
2: I Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've seen some of these people live. I don't, yeah, I guess I just feel more connected to them. And it's just so, it's just weird. It's a weird time. I feel like I have to be careful about things I like now because everything is up for, like, you don't know if it's good. It's like the milkshake duck that turned out to be a Nazi. What is the meme? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. Milkshake Duck is racist.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like uh kill your heroes, I guess, cuz it's just all bad out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your heroes be celebrities, I guess that's probably like one of the <laughs> one of the things because yeah. cuz they're just people.
2: It it's true. It's true. I just mm well that um that was a long (laughs) i wanted to say that sums it up but man we uh we had a lot to cover but i think that's all i had on the topic of just please be better world please be better and also the specific people we called out um all of it's alleged obviously but Stop being bad, allegedly.
0: Yeah, seek help, please.
2: Yeah, whatever. Every one of you,
0: happens. every one of you, has room for improvement.
2: We all do. Some more yeah. than others. <laughs> That's yeah. all.
0: Well, uh, thank you all for listening to this discussion. It was, it was, uh, it was hard and it was difficult and it was different than what we what we usually do. We're still gonna do what we usually do, but it's going to be in a separate podcast in the feed this week. So, uh, I just want to say thank you all for listening and, uh, and we'll, we'll be back with the, with the normal stuff, the more upbeat stuff, uh, later on.